0: Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Power Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Graninetti, and today I am joined by the Wicked Wizard Wonder Woman. And I'm going to just give you guys all a beat to try to figure out who that might be. A lot of you listening to the podcast probably do know her by first name. And if this is your first introduction to Miss Sylvia Puentes, I am excited to be the one to introduce you. A little bit about my friend. Um, She's a leading lady in magic and life changing Oh, well, no, no, no magic and life comma, but not a comma life-changing work. I'm reading guys. Okay. (laughs) leading Lady lady in magic and life-changing work (laughs) with with access consciousness. She's an international speaker and facilitator, empowering people to rediscover their gifts and voice in life and business. And, um, I also refer to her as a hot tamale because if you saw her, she, she's like, she's like, how tall are you? Five. We'll just say five feet, five foot, but in heels, (laughs) she's a little bit taller. She wears those heels. Um, and she just walks with a spice. There's like a spice trail that follows my friend Sylvia around and I call her hot tamale. We have an inside joke because this one time I tried to order her a birthday cake with hot tamales in Mexico and they don't have those there. So they just put tamales all over. No, not a cake. It was a, a floral arrangement. Anyways, welcome Sylvia. And I'm sorry about the tamales on
1: your best, flowers best intro so far I was like I'll try not to be insulted with tamales wrapped in my flower arrangement thank you and then I heard you're trying to do the hot tamale candy <laughs> I'd rather uh, be suck on than bit so yeah. Uh, yeah. there you go oh I hope I didn't laugh over the top of that
0: she said she'd rather be suck <laughs> on than bit and I I support this cause um So, but what I will say before we jump into our, um, topic today is that there are people in your life that when they're around, they just add a zest and add a flavor and there's a kindness, but there's also an enthusiasm for being alive, um, where you can create fun no matter where you go. And you are one of those people. And I'm just really grateful to get to call you my friend and get to create with you. Um, so I'm excited about this conversation.
1: Thank you. Wow. Thank you for that. And, and this is part of this conversation too, just in you opening up, you know, there's that formal introduction of someone, and then there's that space where you're acknowledging what you have received and what you engage with. And that for me is like, wow, what if we each could have that space of us that it doesn't have to be like anyone and to acknowledge that you being you gifts something to other people, and you may never know what. But I have gotten the pleasure of meeting different people when they're being them all. Ah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.
0: And it's so often off script,
1: right? So so
0: many of us are like taught how, how we have to behave, who we get to be, how we should show up. And it's so scripted. And anytime that we go off script, it's all that like wrongness or not fitting in and all of that. But the freedom is really to keep going. Um, even starting this podcast, um, we went through like a number. I mean, I think I still have to redo the intro because I was like, who's that person? <laughs> <laughs> but the the feedback I get from the podcast a lot of the times is like, wow, they're, it, they're, it's so refreshing. And I'm like, yeah, because we're not we're not scripting anything. You know, the people we have on really know how to follow the energy and we're inviting them on to talk about being them. So there is a space that gets opened. And um, from that, as a segue, um, I know you've been experiencing some new spaces lately and for those that are listening that are like space, huh? That was their question. I pulled it out of their head space, huh? Question mark. Can you talk a little bit about, um, like maybe we start there like space versus like living a, a life of contraction. Like a lot of people might not even
1: know that they're doing that. Yes. And I didn't know I was doing that. I really didn't. I, you know, we're talking maybe 12 years ago, 15 years ago, I was following what I thought you do, right. you. Get to a certain age, you know, maybe graduate high school, maybe go off to college, did that, check, check, you know, get a job, fall in love, whatever we call that, check, you know, married, kid, job, Social Security, you know, all of that, and there was Always this sense of more, and this is the part that I really like us to begin to acknowledge. It's like what we've made so wrong about us desiring more. That sense of, you know, you're bored sometimes even before you start, and and that was something that was made wrong about me. I remember um, I started to, to run. I did indoor soccer, outdoor soccer, and then I thought, let's do some races. Let's play in that area. And so my very first race was a 5K and ready to race. And then I started to hear people talk about like marathons. And I thought, oh, that sounds like fun. And I remember um, my now ex-husband and I were about to start the run. And he goes, now you'll know why he's an ex. But I said, "I'm well, hey, what if we do a marathon? And he looked at me like, Sylvia, stop it. We haven't even ran our first race. And I was like deflated. Yeah, Like, all right but I already knew. And he actually was the one that ended up running the full marathon. I did a half. And yet, you know, but that's part of what's was made so wrong about me that I bought was a wrongness, like slow down. Why are you going to go off and dream so big when you're, look at, you're still in kindergarten. <laughs> Why are you going to think about being an astronaut? Like, come on, you yeah. know, it's like, but that is a joy and enthusiasm and uh, exuberance that that is part of like you said, that joy living for me.
0: Yeah. I remember um, to add to that story. <laughs> the person who <laughs> said this to me is still in my life. So I will not name their name, but um, I always have, but it, it's something that's always been projected is really like, um, nothing's ever good enough for you. And mm. I carried so much guilt about like not being grateful or, you know, I'm always like asking for more when more what I have should be enough and I should just be for grateful for what is until one day I just was like, you're right. You're right. Nothing's ever good enough because there's always greater. But until yeah. playing with access tools, it was like there was a barometer. Sarah, you have hit the barometer, like the all the check boxes marked. And you should just, I think, really sit on your couch and die now, because like you've already <laughs> checked all the boxes. So um so what would like we say space, and then I also use the word contraction. So if someone's like, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally happy or I know there should be more whatever, like, how would we yes, to and like kind of breaking that apart so people can go, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I am living that way. Like, well, thank you. you. And this about? is,
1: this is, I'm going to share a couple of stories, but this is how it showed up for me. Cause it's like, you don't know what you don't know. Cause you're, you're in it. Right. So, you know, I had, I had, you know, a good life according to everybody else. So when I started to change, people got really upset. I was starting to dismantle what was good in everybody's eyes um, but one of the the first things that showed up for me was um, my very first bar session and you know but those of you that are here have probably heard different conversations about access consciousness the tools you know and the access bars are this gentle technique where your head is touched in different points And that's how I started. Someone introduced to me, I have this video, let's watch it, let's try it. Okay, didn't feel a thing. Went off about my day, volunteering at my son's school. All of a sudden it was like, whoa, something's different. And I sat there and I was helping volunteer for this event and all these people and kids. And I'm all, what is that? There was actual silence in my head. That was the very first time. You would have asked me before, Sylvia, do you have a monkey mind? I would have said, no. I didn't even know what that meant or to compare it to anything. And it was the first time I thought, wait, I haven't doubted myself. And, you know, I started to realize those typical conversations I was having in my head about, should I go talk to them? I shouldn't have said that. Or should I get up? No, I should stay. All that self-talk in our head that isn't very fun. And it was the first time I engaged with people with this ease, with kids, adults, went to help, you know, all those things. And I thought, whoa, I go the only thing I did different was that thing on the head in the morning. So that was the beginning of going, wait, there's something that will give me more of that peace that I didn't know even existed. And so that was the beginning of an adventure into something I had never ever knew was possible and exploring that space of me that I didn't know was always there. It was just buried underneath being the you know, good mom, you know, a good sister in all the judgments, projections, expectations of what I needed to be, but never asking myself what is true for me. so that that was the beginning of perceiving a new space because up until that, I don't know that I could have really distinguished contraction and space. And so that was the beginning going, "Oh, okay, that." And then I started to notice when it wasn't. And then it was actually. For those of you that know, Dr. Dane here, um, you know, he was doing an evening intro class and um, he asked me, he goes, when was the last time you were truly happy? And that was kind of the second pivotal point of going, anybody would have asked me hours even before I would have said, I am happy, you know, great husband, house, kid, you know, looking at those things. But he asked me from the different space of truly what's true for me and you know, tears came down my eyes because I I went back energetically in my life searching for that true happiness. When was I truly happy? And I got to three years old. And I thought, are you fucking kidding me? And the beautiful work that Dr. Dane does energetically invited me to go, hey, it's there. Would you like to bring it into your future now, into your present future It's there. It's not something he's giving me, adding to me. It's there. And at that moment, I was like, there was this space of joy that showed up. I mean, most people that know me now, there's an energy of joy in my life and being. But that wasn't so apparent before. It was like a surface joy. And something changed that even my my laughter changed. And so for me, exploring, you know, these tools and life going Okay, is this true for me? Like that lightness, like I can now perceive it. But please know that when I started playing with these tools, I, I was one of those people. It's like oh, I'm not sure, I don't know what's what's light, what's heavy. Until I started to trust me and my my sense of what that was. And then the more I explored it, the easier, quicker it is now. You know, sometimes I start to talk and it just gets heavy, and I'm all never mind because it's just like nope, ne- whatever that was. Um, but it's more of that demand to go, no, I know there's a lightness of living in a joy available. And I keep asking like, what else? So I, I am in a new mm, space, but it may be, it's more a, a question of like, what else is true for me that I haven't acknowledged? And, you know, there if I don't... wasn't defining myself the way I thought or who I thought I was, what's available now?
0: Yeah, Love to jump back to it's there. Like it's not something that Dane is inserting into your world, but that it's there because so many, um, self-help things that are out there right now are, are about really about like teaching you a concept, teaching you, you know, these steps to get to happiness or like these things that are, I would say like not easily maintained, because it's not actually coming from being and what is there it's trying to follow a program that maybe probably most likely worked for someone else and now they're going to you know mass produce it because it should work for everybody and what i know the invitation to the being tools is is really getting to what's true for you even if it doesn't match anybody else so can you talk a little bit about that for you and what like being has to do with that
1: Yeah. When you're one, when you're truly being you, you don't even know what that is because it's not it's not a thinking. It's not a trying to figure out or um, it really is a space of lightness. So for me, the very first tools that I explored was light and heavy. And it's like, okay, when I heard what's true for you will always be light and what isn't will be heavy. There's a contraction, the heaviness like Okay, so I started to play with questions. And I get that is probably what makes access consciousness so very different, is that no one's telling you anything. It's actually, and I know at the beginning, it's such a struggle because we live from this, or I lived from this point of view. I was like, I don't know. You know, so when I came to access, them, all, well, I know something? What? That's that's news nice to me. No one gave me that bulletin. So, so it's the willingness to, to start to play with these questions and begin wherever you're at, light, heavy, what's true for you. And it's like, I remember one of the first classes and playing with like, okay, um, is your name Teresa? Uh, no. Like, okay, I can feel that, right? You know, is your name Sylvia? Ah, yeah. So I started to begin to explore light and heavy for me. Because you know, some people it's very physical. Other people it's just that quick, light, and heavy. So, what is that for you? Um, but for me, that that sense of ah, like there's a relaxation, a smile. But I had to be willing. Um, sorry, I had to be willing to to have it be different than anyone else. And this is the part where you know, growing up in a Catholic uh, Mexican family, there were certain things you were told was the right thing to choose and be. So to be this hot tamale walking out in the world (laughs) with spices left and right, you know, that was considered a wrongness. So it was like this contraction of like, no, 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 turn it down, tone it down, like, no, no. And it's like, when I'm being me, you're right. There is this sexualness in play in this, like I enjoy playing with bodies, whether it's physical or energetic and, and in conversations and with words. And that that's just part of what's fun for me and has this lightness to it. Um, but I denied that and I buried that for so long. And you know where you could see it? I just recently was digging through some pictures I'm a, i don't know what happened when I got married and I became a school teacher, but damn,
0: <laughs> you know, and I have some very similar pictures of myself. <laughs> uh, um, well, what I wanted to ask you, which is like, I'm, I'm putting the question together as we go. Um, right. So there's been this conversation at access consciousness right now, a about, well, it's been for a while, but like about image and the you that you think you are that you actually aren't, that you fight to uphold, but it's actually not even you. So, like, we've created ourselves as something, and then, and that might be like greater than others, but not truly as great as us, right? Whatever that is for you. But a lot of times it comes with like definitions. And so, I'm wondering if we could explore together. I'm so doing this loosely because I don't know where we're going, but yeah, that's um, cool. okay. so like, <laughs> I know like for me, um, like life of the party is what was one of my definitions or, um, you know, always being the one to like crack the jokes or do the thing and make everybody laugh and smile and blah, blah. And so then I wouldn't allow myself to go into any sort of energies that would even free me that didn't match that thing that I might have to give up about what I think is me. That is not actually me. I hope the list listeners are following, but I know you are. Um, so I'm wondering if there's something that you could speak to on that that was for you. Like what did you unpack that you thought was you that actually wasn't you?
1: Well, and this is you know a great conversation because a lot of what we define ourselves to be is what and become starts to be projected at us from a very young age, right? So whatever family, friends start to label you as and very young, it was like, oh, Sylvia's so nice, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm nice. Okay, let me put that in the category, you know? And, and, you know, I can recall different moments. Like from, I remember my kindergarten teacher, it was like, I had a question and I went up to her and yes, I'm petite, I'm little, but she held my hand talking to another teacher and she's like, isn't she so cute? So it was like, oh, I'm nice and I'm cute, (laughs) you know, and then, you know, also in kindergarten, it was, you know, I grew up in North or North, North California. So there wasn't very few Mexican families. And so I was pulled out of kindergarten to be given remedial work in English. The only kid being pulled out. So all of a sudden it's like, oh, she's a poor, dumb Mexican. She needs to go out to get some assistance okay, I'm nice. I'm cute. And a poor, dumb Mexican. So, you know, the list goes on. And so, you know, by acknowledging these two, and this is where like the gift of going, wow, what have I defined myself to be? And I got to tell you that dumb part, I say it maybe about two years ago, it started to really surface wow. and uh, bless her heart. My dear friend, Heather looked at me and she goes, what's well, talking about? So like, Sophia, Sylvia, like, how dumb do you really think you are? And I was like, "Oh, oh, so so dumb." Wow. And it's like when I speak to people they're like, "What are you talking about?" But that's how insane it is when we start to look at like the definitions of us. So the first one that I cracked that I remember was this nice part. Mm-hmm. You know, this when you're labeled nice. Like just perceive that. Like is the, are you in any of what you choose? No, because it's all about how people choose to see whatever you're being. If someone says that was mean, oh shoot, I'm not being nice. So adjust what I'm doing. So they're happy. Right. So it was always about pleasing everyone else. So I'm
0: going to interject here really quick because a lot of people don't see good and right as judgments. So (laughs) nice is also a judgment of something that is good that we might think we're looking to be, but it locks us up because if nice doesn't create then you don't have any other choice, but to give up what you think is you in order to choose something else. So and, and go ahead, you continue. Yeah. You're on a roll.
1: And this, this is, this is great. Cause and I'm going to kind of jump forward now yeah. a couple of years. My son, he must've been like, I don't know, five, maybe younger, four or five. And there was one day, there was actually two occasions, but one particular one where he got violent. He went to go kick me like, you know, and I'm home with him. His dad's at work. And he goes to kick me, and I'm holding him. And I'm like in disbelief because I'm going, What the heck? And so then it's like, I give him a timeout because I need a timeout. But I'm going, What the heck just happened? And he was so cute. He might have been a little older, and he's trying to write on a whiteboard, going, Can we talk now? I'm, like, I'm not ready. But I was willing to give myself that space, going, What the hell just occurred? And um, it was so interesting. And then later, you know, finally, when I got to a space to talk to him, he's all OK, are you going to punish me? And I was like, um, well, no, I think we were both had an insight. Like he had to be with what just happened himself. And, but then, you know, his father got home and who had another idea because of course he knew better than I did. And I, at that moment really believed he knew better than I did. So he's all, okay, you need to leave the house tomorrow. He's not going to school. I'm going to handle this. I'm all, all right, cause he knows better. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But the gift of all of that, you know, when I, I went, I remember going to my mom's and I didn't really want to talk about it there cause I didn't, You know, so I go off and I remember I'm sitting in the library and kind of writing out going, like, what is this? And it's like, all right, because he said, yes, was angry, right? There was this energy of like, this was the way to express it. And I thought, well, when was the last time I was angry? Because I started to explore this energy of being angry. And then I pause and went, wait, when was the last time I was angry? I could not think of a time I had been angry. It was not an emotion that I allowed myself to be perceived like or or just act on. So I couldn't think of a time that I was so angry that I was that intense with something. And so I thought, you know, I'm all, <laughs> kind of getting a little teary-eyed here because I thought, oh, I don't even know what that's like. And neither does he. Like, how do you, you know, have an outlet to something that's up for you if you made it so wrong to be that.
0: yeah.
1: So I thought, wow, that is definitely an energy I have judged as wrong. You should not be angry. And yet it's there, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's an energy that's required to change things. You know, violence might not always create what you think it's going to create, but I'm speaking more about the things that we're resisting. And for me, it was that energy of anger. So if I was being nice, I couldn't have the energy of anger. I couldn't have that show up. So I started to, you know, I was reading books and this was before access. So I was reading books about, um, you know, nice people. I don't know all these things and just starting to explore. I knew there was more. I knew there was more. And I started grateful for my son because at different moments, he's gifted me these questions and awarenesses very up in my face Mm -hmm. about what I'm not willing to be or what I'm being that I'm not because he's invited me to that as well, but that was the one I dismantled first, where I started to realize, oh, being nice actually excludes me. And it's actually, I'm kind. I now know I have a level of kindness, but I'm not nice. I'm willing to be kind, but I'm also willing to be intense, which people might call angry if that's what's required. And I think that's the level of freedom that shows up now. You know, I'm willing to say you do that again, and I'll kill you. And, and the energy's there, but I'm not being mean. I'm actually be very kind by letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got a warning. Watch your back,
0: bitch. <laughs> no. I love that. Um and I love this exploration cuz it's really is breaking apart those places where we'd rather be right than be free. And if we get a great, right version of us, then we're going to hold on to it for dear life. Um I know like I think it was probably started in like maybe second grade back when they used to handwrite write um, report cards. Every teacher would write, Sarah is so generous. And generosity for me was such a, the rightness of me that if you look at when you're at your last whatever you can give and you have to give it away and otherwise, otherwise the only thing you'll have left to lose is the, the label of generosity. I, I learned to like give myself up all the time. I like not have my own back because that was being generous. It just compounded into this thing of having no choice and being like, Oh, you desire that from me. And I have it to give then I must give, I don't have a choice to gift it, um, in order to maintain generous as the rightness of me. And so I totally get that. And I hope that you as the listeners are really get vulnerable today and look at like, make me make a list of all the right judgments of you that are limiting you from being you. Um, because it, it can be a level of freedom that you have yet to explore.
1: So um, do you have more on that? Well, I just want to highlight explore because there really is no end because I get that (laughs) who we truly be, we may never be able to put into words. And yet if you continue on this journey of exploration, you'll keep discovering new spaces. And that's what I think we started with. Like I'm uncomfortable right now in my life, you know, in areas of my life going, what the fuck? Like, okay, like what what would I like to choose? Because it's almost like the reference points of what I was choosing or why I was choosing I've been dismantled. And and I'm like, uh, and there's this sense like like wanting just to crawl into bed and stay into bed and go to Netflix. And yet I know there's more possible. So it's like this muscle of choosing and keep moving. And then that wanting to withdraw and and get into the story of being lost. And it's like, all right, the only tool I have right now that's going to guide me the most is light and heavy what's light here what's true and you know that's that i got to say is probably what few people are willing to explore cuz that we have thought or we think that finding a definition the right definition of you is the power in this reality and yet like you said the true freedom to to choose and live is really going okay beyond that what's available and I don't claim to have an answer, but but that exploration and you know attending these access consciousness classes will invite you to that in so many different ways. Um, and it does take courage. I mean, that's the other part: being you, discovering that space of you that that also doesn't. You know, you almost want to go to another definition. It's just like, all right, in these ten seconds, this is light, but not even defining that is it's courageous. Um, and uncomfortable but what if we could celebrate that and and I'm grateful Sarah because I just recently saw you in Rome and I could perceive the different space in your world of like l- something was different and you know as we meet different people that are going through changes there's times where you still want to approach them and go back into what it is and the willingness to just go hi and not you know, pull anyone back to what they were, but rather like, like, hi, like what's up today. That's and you so were cool. that space for mm-hmm. me as well. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah.
0: Um, well, you broke up in some really cool shit there for everybody. So thank you for your vulnerability and your courage. Um, I'm going to land another question in your world. Cause we like, yeah. questions. Uh. <laughs> um, what does it look like to, for you? To navigate the uncomfortable without creating a plan because (laughs) what I, I see so many of us like, and and this is great for this time of year too, because people are like, okay, um, wrap up the year that was shitty and create a plan that navigates not having this type of year again ahead of time, (laughs) like, you know, and I know I'm totally like that. Like, um, and also there's something really brilliant about like creating your future and Keeping it malleable. So, give me the Sylvia Puente's hot tamale (laughs) rundown of how you do this, pretty please.
1: (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting because I've resisted plans. I didn't even know I resisted plans, but people used to say, "What's you know your five year plan?" I'm all fuck off. I don't like you know. So part of the gift of me, I would say, is the chaos that I'm willing to live with, um, and also living, you know. As the question. And yet, you know, one of the things I'm exploring now is like, what would I like to have in my life? What would I like? Because that I'm discovering for myself is a level of vulnerability to actually (laughs) really be honest with me of what I would like and not make it wrong. And, you know, just recently I was looking at a house out in uh, Houston, Texas, and, you know, Dr. Dane, again, thank you so much, but inviting me to look 10 times um, higher in the price range because I kept going, that's another box, a box. Why would I want to live in a box? Well, I found one that has different space to it. And when I see it, it's like, wow. (laughs) Like it just has this wow energy to it. And I had a a friend who's all like, oh, I was telling someone about the mansion that you're looking at buying them all. That's a mansion. Like I would have never called it a mansion. She's all Sylvia has six bedrooms. It's a mansion. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so I was, I was, you know, talking to someone else the other day, and it's like, oh, so you'd like to be a rich bitch with a mansion, and I'm all, yes, I would, you know, but it's like being willing to say those things out loud, whatever it is that makes you smile, like part of what is, and this is like, there's no right way, no right thing. But the more that you acknowledge what it is that you would like in your life, the more that the universe will contribute to that showing up. It's like, all right, that house, that energy, it's there, undoubtedly, it's there. Even speaking about it, my whole body's like, yes. And um, and yet, you know, there was a space this morning that it's like, I got, I was outside early morning, getting the mail, listening to some stuff, and I'm all, wait, this is familiar. And and what you would see around me was the birds were chirping, the sun was out, the fall colors, the breeze. And I'm all, oh, wait, that's a space that I know. that has a level of relaxation, living, vibrancy that I would like to have even more in my life. And I'm aware of, you know, when it's not there. And so my demand for myself is that I seek those energies and spaces that are nurturing like that. And I added that to my list, you know, someone may not even get what the heck I'm talking about. Doesn't matter. I'm going to have that. So, you know, so as we're looking into a new year, it's that space of, you know, right now I'm actually in the process of looking at what is it that I would like to have. If no reference points was required, if I didn't have to figure out the how, and if it wasn't this outreach, you know, fantasy, What is it that I would like? And so for me, it's that willingness to leap into the ask and the willingness to clear everything that's there that wouldn't allow for me to receive that when irrelevant. But for me, that's the joy. So 2023, I have no fucking idea. And yet I have an idea. And it's the request of of something greater. And that's probably been what we were saying about the wrongness of us is always knowing there was something mediocracy and being fine never worked for me. Oh Sylvia, you're fine, shut up, sit down. You know, I've gotten that one. I'm all hands on my hips, going, no, there's always more. I know that. I'm not sitting down. <laughs> but that willingness to go, wait, there's more. So it's like, but here's another question I'm playing with, and I invite you all. So what have you not been willing to be or do? That if you were willing to be or do would allow everything you're asking for to show up with more ease, and that may be the I'm joy. That
0: one down too. Yes,
1: and you know, again, notice that question doesn't have an answer. You get to explore that. What am I not willing to be? Oh, I'm not willing to be judged, stuck up, conceited. You know, so it's like no, 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 no. Let me bring myself down if that's the judgment, or you know, the rich bitch with the mansion. Is like who the hell do you think you are? You know. Yeah. whatever it is, it's like, or if there is a space that you're aware of, like, I'm discovering, you know, a playful space where I'm beginning to see, feel, you know, molecules moving. It's like, I may not be able to talk about that to everyone. And yet, am I willing to still have it, ask for more of that? And uh, I know we have a beautiful planet, and and I would love to enjoy that more. I would love for all of us to contribute for a sustainable planet. Like, I, I get the joy of traveling around the world and, you know, I'm getting to ask my body cases okay, that still work for you. But I love this planet, the magic, the spaces, the lights, the colors, all of that. And I'd like to have more of that and money comes so I can enjoy it even more and inspire whoever's willing to have that and whatever they're asking for. So that's kind of how I play with it.
0: <laughs> I love it. And, um, in true chaotic, Sylvia Puntis nature, this podcast went nowhere that I thought it was going to go and everywhere that I'm glad it did go. Um, so I ask everybody last question. I ask everybody on the podcast, the same question. I think I've asked it of you before, but, um, I'm so excited to hear your answer today. Our show is called the power of being you. If you were to write the show's description and tell people what the power of being you is, what would you say it is?
1: It's where everything becomes enjoyable in a way you can't imagine. I like it.
0: Thank you, my friend. Um, mm-hmm. Where can our listeners find out what you're creating and, and
1: <laughs> connect with you? And the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> the rolling chaos. Um, I would say Instagram is probably the best way in the bio link um, I would say over ninety, maybe all of my classes go through the Access website as well. So that's a place you could search. I do have a website, but we're still making changes to it. So you know, you can explore it. It is open. We haven't launched it as we thought we would, mm-hmm. but that's with the y, Um And, and yeah, and if you on
0: Instagram, the Sylvia Puentes,
1: okay. just Sylvia Puentes. I think that's it. Um, but it's Sylvia with the Y, a lot of people put an I and Puentes with the P, not with an F it's a P. Uh-huh. Um, but I would say, I would love to invite people to come explore. We just actually started a call today. It's a three-part series called whatever it takes. Mm. Cause it's this energy of like, you know, you're looking at 2023 and actually creating your life, you know, no matter what it takes might not mean what you think it is. Cause most often people are just like, I'll exclude everybody and everything so I can have what I want. It's not that, so, you know, this n- new series of whatever it takes is my demand, but I also got to be willing to look at what it is that I would like that I haven't been willing to ask for to make that demand and that request to the universe.
0: How does it get better than that? Thank you, my friend for joining me and you guys will see you next time on another episode of the power of being you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review for more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness. You can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?